Rain. As you wander into this cave with your friends, looking for whatever trouble is taking place, you hear a voice ring out. A song that you've only heard from your music box. It grabs you in your senses, almost pulling you out of the cave. You watch as your body flies out as though you are watching from above, having a surreal out-of-body experience. The song leads you back to the steed. This time it's with a man, this Don Jarius, the bard you saw the other night. Next to it, whistling the song. His eyes lock with yours and he mutters something, and you feel compelled somehow to do whatever he says. He whispers, I didn't think this would actually work. Looks at you. Kill it. How do you do that as you are under this dominate person spell? Oh gosh. Well, I suppose I have to do what he says, so I will... I think... In order to do this, I would have to get a little creative because I'm so small. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I would um, probably cast Entangle underneath the horse so that mm -hmm. he can't get away. And then I am going to just start showering it with arrows. And then when I get close enough, I'll probably try to cut its throat. Okay. That all, that all happens. The steed wings and falls lifeless. Um, and you just stand or hover there. Uh, this little voice in the back of your, your head sounds much more distant than normal, but it's Colonel. Rain, Rain, what are you doing? Uh, what I'm told, I suppose. Uh, Don Jarius reaches down uh, and gathers this red, silvery blood in vials it says follow me a portal opens as you walk through you feel this intense pain enter your mind you look back and you see your friends as this portal blinks out the pain so sharp it seems to stick with you as you come through this portal you appear in a strange ruin no windows Barely any light until Don Jarius lets out these four glowing red globes of light. He brings you to this large door. It says that song that I was whistling. You know it, do you not? Yes, I know that song. Can you play it? I, I think so. Do it. I uh, will. I don't have an instrument, so I will just pull out the music box itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I might have been clearing my throat when I said that. Okay. I will pull out the music box itself and open it. Look at Don Jarius expectantly. The song starts to play louder than you've ever heard it before, echoing off the walls in the stone chamber. Um, it grows. You watch as these green whiffs of magic start to flow from the box and from the song into the air, into this, this large, what looks like it's some sort of doorway. The, the magic lines 
appear in the shape of the of an eye, the same dragon eye that you have tattooed on your neck. Oh. Don Jarius says, this is the place. This is the place where once the Feywilds and the material plane were the same, but when the plane split, when the gods stole the magic, it remained here, did not return to the Feywilds. This is the throne of Arvea the Betrayer, and here he sleeps, waiting for thousands of years for this song. The eye continues to glow and grow on this on this door. Uh, the five-pointed star then appears in red over it. And the door opens. Beyond, you see the form of this massive dragon that you've seen in your dreams. Completely still, surrounded in this like crystalline structure. Don Jarius turns to you and says, go touch the crystal. And as that happens, uh, Colonel, who's been quiet and scared, bites you in the back of your neck. Ow! And I need you to make a con save. Or a, not, excuse me, not a con save. I need you to make a... Uh, wisdom save. Wisdom save, okay. Oof, that's an eight. Okay. Uh, you take one point of, of piercing damage from this tiny gecko. <laughs> <laughs> And you continue to move towards it. Why don't you describe how you how you kind of move towards this large crystalline structure with this dragon inside of it? Uh, yeah. So I think that I carefully stow the music box as soon as the doors are opened, unless I'm instructed otherwise. Mm-hmm. Nope. And like feel Colonel bite down on the back of my neck and kind of like swat back there, like quit that, stop it, and kind of fluttering, uh, very very slowly moving. And I think that as I'm moving forward, I keep seeing flashes of those dreams that I had in my head. So I see this massive dragon flying overhead and then I kind of flash back to what I'm looking at, which is this this creature encased in this crystal. And then I, I flash again and I see like a close up of it flying overhead in this split second where it glances down at me and then I kind of come back into my senses and I see it again in the crystal. And it's this back and forth as I get closer and closer. Mm-hmm. But when once I'm within arm's reach, I will reach out and touch it. Uh, you hear one more kind of screech in the back of your mind and one more bite. But as you touch it, this crystal glows and you feel this warmth on the back of your neck. And you watch as Colonel and this dragon switch places. The dragon stretches its wings out, lets out this deafening roar. You feel you yourself gain control once more. Don Jarius looks at you, says, thank you for all your work. Jumps on the back of this dragon and they begin to fly. just slamming my fists against this crystal. I can't, I don't think I can do anything about them leaving, but is is Colonel does he look like he's sleeping or 
some sort of like sleep or hibernation like just still and you remember you would remember that memory that you saw um after Miranda died of Colonel in this like stasis crystal oh my god what oh my god what <laughs> Steven <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the Fae Forge Academy. I am your DM, Steven, and with me today, we have Adelaide. Hey, it's Adelaide. Michael. What it do, it's Michael Sinclair II. And Chris. Hey, it's Chris. Uh, and we are joined by a special guest today, Frankie, who, if you do listen to D&D podcasts, you might recognize their voice from the Hit Dice podcast, or uh, if you like plants from Propagating Podcast. But Frankie, say hi, introduce yourself, tell the people a little bit about you. Hello, I'm Frankie. I like plants. <laughs> That's, it's true. You know, I have a plant podcast. We talk about plants. It's great. If it adds any validity, we're looking at Frankie right now, and they have a bunch <laughs> of plants in the background, so it's legit. Yeah, very valid. <laughs> I brought them all in because it got cold. <laughs> oh. I worry about them, so I had to keep them They look close. great and healthy. They do. Thank you so much. Has to be a good podcast. Oh, thank you. <laughs> couple things before we get started uh first off if you want to support our podcast help us make more and better content uh be sure to go to patreon.com slash academy we've got a bunch of extra stuff for our patrons there uh, we are also affiliated with found familiar coffee and greenleaf geek um, which is a dice shop so go to greenleafgeek.com or foundfamiliar.com and use the code fayforge on checkout uh, and other than that Let's uh, go enjoy some time at the Fae Forge Academy. So, Cordy, you sit in a bed of your favorite mushrooms as you drift off to sleep. And before you drift off to sleep, why don't you describe Cordy to our listeners? Cordy is this short little old gnome with very pale skin and tattered clothing and is covered in... You can't really tell if it's coming out of her skin or if it's out of her clothes, but she's covered in slime mold and lichen and mushrooms popping out everywhere. And she looks as old as the stones themselves. Amazing. Um, so, Cordy, you fall asleep in, in a bed of your favorite mushrooms that you found in the Feywilds. Um, you seem to have the best, most vivid dreams. 
uh, when you sleep in these. Um, and as you drift off to, to sleep, you see a, a dream you've seen in different iterations at different times over the past months. Uh, you see a dragon that's old. Looks as though it hasn't taken care of itself in eons. It's a light dragon. Uh, its scales are mostly white, um, but along the, the ridges of its wings and its eyes are this blue and yellow light. On its back is a rider, and as he flies by, he laughs. There's a gleam of chaos in his eyes as he flies straight towards the sky on the back of this dragon. The dragon lets out a roar as radiant light bursts from its mouth, crackling the skies, shattering reality, and the two beings you see disappear. And through this shattering, you see what appear to be other places, other planes converging. You see a once glorious temple flicker in and out of reality around you, where the dragon came from, and you see these young faces. A woman, angelic with gold vitiligo, a young black boy with dreads and glasses, a tall Aladrin with fire in her eyes, a dwarf, boisterous and jolly, carrying a lute and a ukulele, a young half-elf covered in dirt with a frog on her shoulder, and a fairy, fierceness in their eye and a tiny drink on their shoulder. The fairy is panicked as the drake disappears from their shoulder. And suddenly you are with the two of them in some sort of temple. The drake trapped in a large prism, motionless, and the fairy just outside. And then a familiar whisper. Reunite them as the planes rejoin. As you wake up from your dream, uh, it's almost as if the dream is becoming reality as you watch um, the trees around you start to shift almost as though they're in different places teleporting from spot to spot almost uh, the colors are changing you see this pillar in front of you kind of shift into reality then shift out of reality then shift back into reality uh, on it is a dead horse bleeding its blood kind of dripping over the edge and these two small maniacal little creatures attacking some of the faces you've seen in your dreams. You see this this woman armed with this large spear with the gold vitiligo uh, fighting one of them. You see the young black boy shooting magic out. Um, and you realize very quickly you are all in the same reality. Ooh. And actually, why don't Besky uh, and Ariadne, why don't you two give me perception checks? Sure. Oh, that's a net 20. 26. Oh, nice. 21. Okay. Uh, so you both notice as the ground has just shaken around you uh, and you're fighting these small little aberrations or demons or some, something in that ground you felt shake. You you also notice things start to shift. Uh, you see a, like a building appear briefly and then disappear. Uh, and then you see this gnome that was just described just a little bit north of you by the pillars on the map uh, appear. And Cordy, why don't you describe how you would look as you just kind of appear in a different reality? Uh, um, <laughs> very confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I assume that I'm like laying down in this bed of mushrooms and all of a sudden, I'm like the whole world shifted around me and I like get up onto my feet and just look around, but then I see these people that I recognize and my whole face lights up and I'm so excited and I pull out my quarterstaff. 
<laughs> awesome. Uh, so one of the first things you see is this this bard that you have seen in these dreams uh, is is playing this song and making these little creatures features change. They're like getting clown shoes and um, <laughs> and different things through some sort of magic. Um, and I believe that's vicious mockery on both of them, which is a wisdom save. Sorry if I screw this up, Ian. Which an eight and a ten will both fail. So they both take one one sad damage and then it's their turn. So Ariadne, the little little creature in front of you, uh, and just so you get a little bit better picture in your head, Frankie, these, these little creatures are about three and a half feet tall, so they're about your height. Um, they're, <laughs> a little taller than me. <laughs> yeah, their hair is half red and half white. They've got these little horns, these massive smiles with these like razor sharp teeth all the way across where the, the, the mouth looks unnaturally large and their eyes look sort of crazed. So the one directly in front of you, Ariadne, its teeth are kind of gnashing at you, and it is going to swipe at you with its claws. Okay. Uh, for a 16. That misses. Okay, and then it takes a second swipe uh, for a 23. Uh, that definitely is. Wait, no, I, <laughs> no, I'm not down. Never mind. I got, I got healed. Yeah, for eight slashing and ten poison. Oh, now I'm down. I'm down. Oh, no. <laughs> so... Ariadne goes down, mm -hmm. and it is your turn, so why don't you make a death save? Okay. Woo! Oh, oh. Nice. <laughs> nice. So with the nat 20, you, you get one HP back as a, you breathe a little a breath in. She is blessed and highly favored today. <laughs> okay. And Besky, it's your turn. Uh, with one of these creatures scratching at Ariadne, this little mushroom-covered gnome appearing. Um, and then there's another one that is right in front of Sepia. Uh, I hope you're one of Sepia's friends. I don't... Okay. Uh, no, I'm just gonna, like, Aldrich Blast. Uh, the one that's in front of, um, Ariadne. Okay. Because, I'll, like, the description of Cordy, I'm like, this has to be. This it's has yeah, it's to one be. of Sepia's weird friends. <laughs> Sepia's, like, it's Sepia's grandma, maybe. I don't know. Oh like, what's, uh, what's going on? Uh... So I will Eldritch Blast uh, one of those things. Uh, I have two of those, so I'll roll here. 20 and a 9. Uh, the 20 will definitely hit. Okay, I'm 1d10. And I think I still have my concentration up from the last thing. I'm trying to keep track of... Of rain. Yeah. Rain. I didn't know... I, yeah, I don't know if Chris heard what happened last. Oh, I heard. Well, Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, we'll see. We'll get, we'll get around we'll get to it. We'll get around to it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do three force damage to that, uh, that creature that's still Okay. Uh, you're, do you, remind me, do you, that slows it down, correct? Yeah, 10 feet. It only has a 10, only feet. 10 feet. Okay. Uh, so, Cordy. Yes. Uh, it is your turn. <gasps> Yay. Okay. So, I see this person that I remember from my dream go down. And I start running to her, and I go, no, 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 it's not your time to decay yet. And I touch her and cast Cure Wounds. Amazing. So that is 1d8. That is a 10 for 10 HP. Nice. I will take it. So, Ashrin, uh, as, you, as you heal Ariadne, um, and Ariadne, you see this little mushroom-covered gnome run up to you and <laughs> imbue you with some healing. Um, uh, so Ashrin, uh, this, which you would actually get a sense, Cordy, of this, this tall Eladrin carrying this fiery blade. Um, there is something about 
her movements that gives you a sense that they have some sort of connection to nature like you do, though it is very mm. different. And slashes into this creature, and you watch as the creature just disintegrates, almost like falls into this shifting ethereal world that's shifting around you. Um, and it is at least gone. Whether it's dead or not, you don't know. And it is the little creature's turn again, who is actually going to turn to you as you just use some healing magic. It does. It seems to not like that. It hisses at you, um, bares <laughs> its teeth, uh, and it is going to try to use its little claws like a friend. Oh, it's probably going to hit. I'm very weak. <laughs> <laughs> I am made of mushrooms. <laughs> uh, it's going to take one swing at you and one swing back at Ariadne. So a 19? Yeah, it definitely hits. Okay. Uh, and Ariadne, a 21. <laughs> yep. So. <laughs> Down again. <laughs> <laughs> no. Cordy, you take, you take eight slashing and 15 poison damage. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, and Ariadne, you take eight slashing and 11 poison damage. Mm-hmm, sure do. And Cordy, I need you to make a constitution save. Oh, okay. Um, oh, wait. I don't know if you've played with Steven in a while, but he's gotten cruel since <laughs> last Yeah, one. it's dark. It's dark now. Darkest timeline, Steven, is what we're dealing with. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, I rolled a two on the dice, so that's a good Ooh. old five. <laughs> okay. Um, so the world around you starts to kind of swirl. You can't focus on anything. It seems like everything is moving. You see Ariadne's head on this little creature. Things are shifting around. You can't make heads or tails of anything that's going along. Uh, Ariadne, I need you to make a death save. Okay, let's make another death save. Do it again, do it again. Okay. 18. One success. You know, that's not bad. That's no, not, not bad. bad at all. It's not bad at all. So I need you to make a, to roll a d10 for me at the beginning of your turn, Cordy. Okay. It's a three. I'm rolling great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As everything is swirling around you, you feel almost frozen, um, unable to act. And Astrid's turn, and she runs over all pissed off in fiery, fiery fuck off Astrid mode. On brand. Yep. That will hit this little creature. So she runs over with this this blade of flames again and does 11 fire damage to it. It screeches out. It's not doing great, but it seems like it's more concerned with hurting others on its way down than self-preservation. Sepia is going to move over and take a little Eldritch Blast. Uh, and that's going to miss. Besky, it's your turn. Is it me? <laughs> okay. Um, I will keep blasting at that one that's uh, still up next to Ashrin and Cordy. Uh, or Ashrin. Okay. Uh, Ariadne. Stop blasting. <laughs> uh, 18, 23. Both of those hit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, 10 and a 9, so 19 force damage. Nice. Uh, so as you blast into it, this this little thing, similar to the other one, as you blast, like chunks of it fly off, and it just kind of disappears into this ethereal space, and it's gone. Uh, as it disappears, Cordy, you're able to kind of get your, your wits about you, and all of you are here, and you're out of initiative. What are y'all doing? I will be... Oh, Ariadne's Ariadne's unconscious. Yeah, I'm just bleeding out on the ground. I'm just I'm hanging out. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, let's 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 pick. Let's, 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 <laughs> let's, 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 let's uh, die over here. Uh, healing light. I'll just I'll burn one for sure. now to get uh, them up. And it'd be this just a D six then. 
uh, four points of healing. Four points of healing. Okay. So all that. Oh, I would think because you know me and Air Ariadne had like a connection to the celestial things. Uh, you won't see me like any extra magic happen. You'll, I'll just touch. Uh, well, I don't have to be. I don't even need to have to do that. I'm just gonna like put my hand out. I don't have to touch them. Uh, put my hand out, and their their gold vitiligo stuff is just gonna glow mm. as the healing light mm. uh, because they they have the light was in them the whole time. Oh, <laughs> oh man! It's only eleven forty-five. You can't make me cry already. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I do for the the healing light uh, ability. Okay. Yeah, I am just I just gasp awake, and I I remember catching a glimpse of Cordy right before I went down a second time, and I. I think I recognize the look of like someone that recognizes me, but someone that I is still someone that I do not recognize. And I think my first thought is, Oh, this must be how people at the Academy felt when the time looped. Oh, you know us, don't you? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so great to see you all again. Again? Well, wait, no. Hmm. Forgive an old gnome her. Thoughts. Uh, it was a dream, I think, but it was very clear. I remember all of you. Oh. Uh, so you're not Sepia's friend, then? Who? Are you? Oh, I'm I'm Sepia. This, you see the the dirty dirty half elf. Um, I shouldn't say she's dirty. She's covered in <laughs> moss and um has a frog on her shoulder. Um, has a little smudges of dirt on her face. She says, oh, I, I'm... Oh, yeah, we do look like we would be friends. I'm Sepia. Yeah, I was actually th- thinking that I really... Um, I like your mushrooms, and maybe we could, I could pick them, but I think there's probably some bigger stuff going on right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, potentially. I don't... I don't know how I got here. Uh, but you're a friend, I think. Y- yeah, I think... Are, are you Are you a friend? Well... Yeah, yeah. We're friends, but um, we're, we're friendly. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, well... I I would like to be your friend. Okay. The <laughs> <laughs> silence is we all just kind of like look at each other out of the corner of our eyes, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I guess if you're good with sepia, then and and you're good with us. Well, I think I think the mushrooms sent me here on a mission, and I think we're supposed to do it together. And the mushrooms have never been wrong before. Yep, that sounds exactly like what Sepia would say too. So <laughs> it's this is probably okay. We'll probably be okay. Sepia's right? eyes behind you all are just like so wide with this huge smile on her face, <laughs> entranced by my spores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think um, I still uh, have a track on Rain. We might be able to follow. What What are we doing? I, Wait, who, I can only is Rain. Is that is that a fairy? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. They were in my dream too. Um, with a a, a Drake, maybe. Yep, that that's Colonel. Oh, oh, I like that name. Um, well, th- we we should probably find them. I think we're supposed to find them. Well, definitely not not think. We we're definitely supposed to find them. Um, oh, okay. They're, okay. they're one of us. So as y'all are having this conversation, the ground shifts again and rumbles. Um, from Maybe half a mile away, uh, you hear this roar that almost shakes the trees in the forest around. And you see this massive dragon flying straight up into the sky. 
Cordy, it's almost exactly like your dream as it breathes out this radiant light and you all see the sky shatter and things start to shift more and more. The ground continues to shake. Uh, Ilya? <laughs> She's over there too. <laughs> I like think for a second. Literally, I was like, where is Besky's little girlfriend? Because... <laughs> yeah, Ilya's, Ilya's straight in duck and cover mode. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> she said, nah, I'm going back. You see a little bit to the east of you, Besky, in the general direction where you can sense rain is, um, you mm-hmm. see this temple appear and disappear. Um, it's still, it's shattered a little bit. It's old. It's in ruins, whether it's appeared or, or gone. But um, but yeah, you see this once very ornate place uh, appear and disappear. Uh, Ilya says, Besky, what are we supposed to do? Um, I mean, this is the part where me and my friends and go try and save people um you're welcome to join or if you're it's not your thing which is totally fine um you can go back to town I, but I, I i mean i'm still having a very lovely time uh <laughs> as much as we can do you think it's safer with you or, or if i just go back i don't want to i don't know what's happening i that's a great question um probably safer that can go either way to be honest um i've seen things probably with that uh i just like try and look at anyone else for help because i'm actually like confused and i don't know whether or not to bring Ilya along or not oh so you guys are seeing this too uh, yep oh. yep well that's not good Ariadne? Uh, I don't think she should walk home alone. She should come with us. Yeah, I mean, we can protect her. It, it'll it'll be fine. Are you fine? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I think, um, uh, and Corda, you see this this drow girl um, who looks just terrified beyond belief is is the one talking to to the rest of the group. Um, if you think it's the best thing for me to come, I'll, I'll go. I This is so far out of anything that I know what to do about. I'll just, I trust you all. You've saved us before, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah. So what are y'all doing? I guess party discussion time, because yeah. we know that, like, rain is, like, somewhat far away from us, but we also know that that's what just happened in front of us. Like, the, the person took rain and teleported right mm-hmm. uh, and then we also see in the same direction where rain is this like shattered temple-esque yeah, thing and this dragon basically burst from the ground yeah uh i guess it go that way yeah yeah the temple the temple was in my dream and um so so was the fairy and the drake did did she describe did did you describe the temple that you saw i don't remember um, I didn't write a very detailed description of the temple. Okay. It was but a it once looks- <laughs> wonderful temple. It's a wonderful temple. No, it's a temple and it has temple-like things. There's a dragon and a temple. So I, I, what I'm asking is, Stephen, do we recognize this temple that she mentioned? I think we've been to a temple, but I... No, it, that's the only temple you see around. Okay. Okay. Would you describe it as once glorious? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yep, that's the temple then, definitely. (laughs) Uh, I I guess it's not that glorious compared to stuff back in the ring. I I, I see it, I guess. Uh, 
yeah, we'll go that way then. Rain, you just watched uh, Don Jarius fly off on the back of this dragon. You hear it roar. It kind of blasts part of this this temple and flies out. Uh, rocks start to crumble around. You're still in this room with Colonel trapped in this prism. As things are shifting, uh, you see something you haven't seen since your times in the Shattered Wastes. You see these creatures with these huge toothy smiles uh, and these big eyes um, start to kind of apparate around you. One of them starts to sniff the air and makes and, and sees you and starts to move towards you, its mouth widening. What do you do? At that glance, it seems like it sniffed me out before it saw me. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's bad. Okay, I'm going to... How many, how far are they from me, and how big is this space? Uh, roll a perception check for the first couple questions. And the space, you're on like a... You're in a room, it's... It's massive. I mean, it was holding an ancient dragon. It's very, very big. Okay. You do notice quickly the prism is actually shrinking in size to fit Colonel. Okay, 14 for this perception check. 14. They're about... The the one you can see is about 60 feet away from you. You hear the same sounds of them, of, of at least two more appearing around. Oh, these, are, this is, these are the creatures that I rescued Colonel from when I first found him. Mm-hmm. And... How quickly is this crystal shrinking? Uh, it appears to just be shrinking to fit Colonel's size. Okay. It's not going to, like, crush him or anything. Okay, okay. All right. Rain uh, is a mess, and just face is completely soaked wet with tears, and I'm waiting until the last possible second to where it seems like this crystal might be big enough for me to pick up. And then as soon as it seems small enough, I'm going to grab it. And then, so since Colonel's fallen small enough to fit into my quiver, theoretically the crystal is a similar size, correct? Theoretically, yes. Okay. Then I'm going to put it into my bag and cast invisibility on myself. Okay. And go up as high as I can go into this room. Okay. Uh, as you cast invisibility, I am going to need you make a deck save. Uh, as there is debris debris falling from the ceiling. Okay. Uh, Dex save fifteen. Okay. Uh, at least for now, as you're as you're heading up, it seems like these creatures lose sight of you, uh, and you're able to kind of dodge some of this this these pieces that are falling down around you. Uh, so you are running towards where you can sense rain, Besky. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel extra bad, uh, uh, listeners and Chris. Uh, I didn't know you were going to be in so much turmoil. I want to. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was just like abducting you, and that was it. So I was just. Like, oh, you oh, just wait, Michael. That. You just wait. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, anyway. Uh, yep, we're heading towards rain. Uh, you know, in a quick fashion because we don't feel guilty or anything. Okay. Okay. Uh, so as you're running, uh, you feel the ground continue to shift. Um, and and fall apart. Um, this temple that you see in front of you as you get closer, it's like the shifting in the world and the plains and everything is causing the ground and the forest and everything to become unstable. 
As you're running, I need all of you to make deck saves. Not good. An eight for Ariadne. What'd you get, Cordy? Oh my god. Seven. My dice are mad that I haven't picked them up and done anything <laughs> to them in a while. You need to give them a pep talk. <laughs> yeah, okay. Listen here, buddies. <laughs> you gotta water your dice. Yeah. Watering all the other plants. Moon water only. Mm-hmm. Uh, 18. Uh, so as you're running, the ground beneath you uh, falls out from your feet. Um, and you begin to tumble down. Besky, you're able to kind of at least stay steady enough to, as it falls, to, to land on your feet. You you end up on this um, this old stone, almost like hallway or walkway that's beneath the ground, um, beneath you. Ariadne and Cordy, you both take 11 bludgeoning damage. Um as the rubble and stuff, as you fall, kind of lands on you. You both, you both skid to the ground. Ilya takes that as well. And yeah, you are you are about thirty feet below ground. You can see above you. You can see out. You can still see the skyline. Um, but you are in this chamber underground. As you look look deeper, it is it is fairly dark. You can't see everything. You see there are there are some um, like kind of green lit sconces along the walls, uh, illuminating barely this large chamber um, and further on you see this door that is open and you see like magic pulsing from it into the ground um, and all around you see this large prism that's shrinking down the prism is sort of like yellow crystalline colored and it's just it's it was probably 15 or 20 feet high um, and it's slowly shrinking down um, until it gets to the size you can't see it as you continue running, uh, you see these little creatures starting to appear. They also have big toothy smiles, though they're not sharp. They're just like big blocky teeth. They almost look like a cartoon with these big, completely black eyes on their head uh, moving closer towards that room. As you move that direction, what are you all doing? First of all, is this Kingdom Hearts? Because it sounds like Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Second. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you said it was kind of dark down here, so I'm going to cast uh, one of my light stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm going to cast light on, uh, I guess, on me. Because <laughs> Chloe Besky. <laughs> Chloe Besky. Okay. So that we can at least see or at least have a better chance of avoiding things as we're, as we're going. Uh, I'm healing myself as we're going. I just put my hands on my chest, cast my uh, healing hands, and I'm also uh, curing wounds at level three, so. Okay. Oh yeah, that's probably a good idea. I'm gonna do that too. I'm gonna see you do that and be like, oh, my mushrooms. (laughs) 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 Cast cure wounds upon myself in a level three slot. Okay. Is everyone else looking okay? Uh, Because... I know they're hitting themselves, but is anyone else in our party looking kind of effed I'm up? I'm at half. Ilya doesn't look great. Oh, right. Oh, okay. well. Yep. Uh, I will. Damn. I'm running out of spells. I will. God. This is so difficult. <laughs> All right. I will cast. I'll use healing light on, on them. Okay. Uh, on her. And I will use four of them. Okay. 16 plus 17 total. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. 
Um, as your light goes into her, she watches her her like cuts and bruises and stuff start to heal instantly and goes kind of wide-eyed, awestruck for a moment, and then the reality of what's around her hits her and, and the panic sort of sets back in. Sure. Rain, you see Besky's light. Um, you see this light probably from where you are at this point, about 100 feet away from you. Um, but you watch as Besky cast light on himself and you see his form illuminated and then you see you see your other friends along with this mushroomy gnome moving towards you as you're invisible what are you doing there there's a real sense of panic there's a lot happening very very quickly and i think that if there is the opportunity to do so i'm going to stick my hand into my bag as quickly as possible and fish around until i find it's uh, actually, this is a little content warning, this is gross. It's actually a couple of teeth from the creature that I bested mm-hmm. way back in the wastes. Um, so the same type of creature. And I am going to grab the teeth, then jam it into some of the fairy dust that I carry. And I'm going to attempt to throw it in the opposite direction of my friends. Attempt to try to distract these creatures and make them go the other way. Okay. I'm also going to use thaumaturgy to make the sound of little tiny fairy-sized footsteps running in that direction. So I'm trying to get their attention. To get them to run away. The opposite way, so I can run, get to my friends. Okay, uh, why don't you roll... Goodness gracious, there was a lot of things you just threw together. Yeah, it's... Why don't, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you roll... A Trixie fairy check? Yeah, yeah, obviously a fairy check. Yeah, um, <laughs> clearly. No, uh, why don't you roll a, a d20 and add your spellcasting attack modifier um, to it? Okay, I do know that. All right. <laughs> Ooh, that's a dirty 20. Okay. Uh, so as you throw these out, why don't you describe what it would look like to anyone who saw this? Sure. Uh... So I'm still invisible, but uh, I imagine I can't. I'm not super strong, so it's probably not terribly far. But maybe <laughs> it's like ten feet. Yeah, ten or fifteen <laughs> feet away. These very glittery teeth, like kind of clatter, seemingly coming out of nowhere on the floor. And then there is this sound echoing in this chamber of these little, like, quick moving footsteps, and they kind of seem to disappear off into darkness. The same okay. direction that I threw the teeth. Uh, so you see, the one that you can see, Rain. Uh, you see its eyes, for a moment, like glow red, and shoot this energy out at it from it, and then start to run after it, just with this like kind of <laughs> sort of sound uh, as it as it runs on its arms and legs, uh, and a couple other. You hear the footsteps of a couple other running in that direction. Uh, the three of you um, and the rest of your party also see that as these creatures start to run away from where you were going, away from where this crystal was. Um, as you approach this room, why don't Besky and Ariadne in particular, I would like you two to make perception checks. And Rain, you see as this group gets within within 15 or 20 feet of you. Dirty 20 for me. Okay. Um, so in this room where you saw that big crystal... Um, as you enter into it, you see six Valkyrie statues. One of them is very clearly Wylena and is pointing a spear towards the center of this room where the prism was. 
And Rain, you you are now within talking distance of your friends, though you are invisible. Uh, okay, yeah. Seeing them enter this room, um, especially with that perception check, I think you hear the sniffling first, and then um, you would feel like a pressure against the front of you, Besky, as you enter the room. I assume probably because you're all lit up like a you know Christmas light or whatever. Um, so yep, you are the brightest thing in my in my line of vision. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you feel like a sudden uh, like a collision against you as I have essentially thrown myself into your arms and start sobbing immediately. But I will make myself visible in this moment. Huh? What? Oh, uh, oh, you're fine. Ski, help me. Please help me. Okay, are you hurt? No. And I will dig the... Well, I am clearly hurt, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just say now. But I'm going to pull this little, I guess, yellow crystal out of my bag. And you would see an inert uh, kernel and some kind of stasis inside this crystal. Oh, uh, I can't help. I did something with... bad. I did something really bad. I don't understand. Please help me. What? Okay. Start You're from fine. the beginning. What did You're, you do? What? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, there was a room, and then I, and then there was a dragon and a thing, and then I, and then I, I touched it, and he made me die, and then he's gone, and then look, I don't know what to do. Help me, please. A, a dragon? A dragon where? Uh, no, I don't know. It's gone. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put two, two healing light. Uh, uh, into rain for eight health points. I have my, my last healing is only two more. So <laughs> I like two more healing lights and I'm out. Uh, I can't really help with Colonel, but here I, I can do this at least. And so you'll just see like the celestial star shimmeriness uh, kind of um, collapse down into rain, healing healing them for for eight. Uh, slow down, okay. Um, <laughs> What can we do to help? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Can you take us to where any it's of this right. happened? It was, and uh, we'll point kind of over my shoulder back into the room where this crystal used to stand, which I assume is mm-hmm. where all these Valkyrie are looking, which I don't think mm-hmm. the brain even noticed or knows what, what the hell those things are anyway. So, and I will in this, at this point, I like kind of point over my shoulder and then dislodge myself from Besky and uh, go down to the ground. And I, would definitely notice that rain even despite having this healing light cast into them they look dulled there there is some shimmer about them that is gone and i will kneel on the ground and pull you know set the crystal down as carefully as i can and take out one of my teensy little daggers and try to start chipping at it as you as you do that the crystal itself actually chips your dagger no i don't know what to do I think I might know what to do. I oh hi, I'm Cordy. Um, you were in my dream. So so was your tiny little Drake. What? Um, I think I think the mushrooms were telling me that we have to go what further into the ruins here. There's something underground that 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 can help you. We can I can help you. We can help you. I I don't know. I who are you? What? Yep. It's a long story. Just just take a deep breath. We will figure this out. Okay, you okay? Cordy, why don't you give me a nature or survival check? I'm still chipping at this crystal with this broken dagger. <laughs> so not one. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's a lot of mushrooms down here. 
so many mushrooms. I, I like touch one because I'm trying to commune with it, and it's like a little puff of spores comes out. <laughs> oh, nothing over here. <laughs> oh, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I just pet it. Uh, yeah, we rain. We we met this new friend. They're, they're as friendly as someone who knows us from the Feywild who said they've seen us before and have apparated with mushrooms and the things. So. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense to me. Yep, see? That's definitely Feywild. Um, <laughs> so let's go this way that you're mentioning. And so I'll just like. Trying to keep the mo- the party's momentum. That's all Vesky's doing. I don't think he's like leading out of like I know what's going on or out of some confidence. It's just like keep moving. Maybe something will be okay. Um. So as you as Besky as you keep walking, as you try to find a place to go further down, whatever Cordy means by that, uh, this hole where the dragon flew out, and and this whole kind of temple area, it it still continues to shift and, um, and the hole closes. And it almost looks as though you are completely underground. Did we pass the the Valkyrie statues? You're, you're in the room with the Valkyrie statues. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Besky, also, you would notice that on um, the statue that looks like Wylena, there is an actual ring on um, her finger. I'm going to mage hand the ring. Uh, and I'm going to... Imagine Walena looks very much bigger than mm-hmm. me, um, so I'm gonna slip the ring on my thumb because that's probably the only place that would fit if a ring would fit on Vesky that was on Walena. Okay. Uh, as you slip the ring on, you feel the tattoo in your neck kind of warm up briefly. Uh, as you mm-hmm. look at the ring, it's a simple like gold band. It does not look like it has aged today, uh, but there's no setting. It there's space for a setting, but there's nothing in it. Oh. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, uh, Ariane? Mm-hmm? Do you know what this is? Where did you find this? Uh, well, in a statue right there. Stupid. Uh, you can roll an arcana check. Sure. 16? Uh, it is a magic ring of some sort. Nice. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very helpful. Uh, we... We do not have 11 minutes, so I cannot tell. It is a magic ring of some sort. <laughs> okay, well, we have like a couple of minutes when we're not panicking. We can probably figure it out. Seems to be missing uh, the jewel here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, and there's no, I don't, ha- I don't like have any historical basis for like them wearing rings or anything like that. No. No. Okay. I don't know. All right, well, I guess we just keep... I, I'm going to look around before we like keep put moving or pushing past this area, maybe, mm-hmm. just to see if I see any other things or clues, like a, just a quick glance around, because I know that we're like trying to keep yeah. moving. Or You roll a, tw- a, a dirty 20 on your perception check? Yeah. Yeah, so as you look around, um, you would kind of piece together that... The way the statues are arranged, uh, the way Wylena's spear is pointing towards where this crystal was, uh, it seems like it was some sort of magical prison for something. Oh. Oh. So, uh, what's his name is in a magical prison right now? Colonel? Colonel, yeah. Colonel is in a magical prison, yes. 
Oh. Oh, 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 okay. And I would know you that. You'd be able to kind of put those pieces together, seeing this large crystalline thing, the statues kind of formed in this protective almost circle around where the crystal was. Rain's story about mm-hmm. talking how there was something and then it got switched with Colonel. Mm-hmm. Seeing mm. this large dragon flying away. Oh, someone had, okay, I see what has happened now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, okay. Um, you were totally valid to freak out, Rain, uh, but we shouldn't freak out anymore. This is, we need to figure this out and I think it starts with whatever that dragon Wherever that dragon went, and what's going on with Don Jarius? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure this dagger is like broken. Like it's like a little nubbin of a metal <laughs> toothpick at this point. Um, <laughs> I, he, okay. I, I don't. I don't understand exactly what happened. He, he, he told me to help him, and I, I kind of had to. I don't. I don't know. And then. Um, and then he told me to, to open the, the thing, I guess, I don't know, and my music boxes, I had the song, and then I played the song, the one that I showed you before, and then I touched the thing, and then they switched places, and then he's gone. Okay, um, we're gonna have to find that dragon then, we're gonna get, if we're gonna get Colonel back, I guess, uh, and find Don Jarius. Oh boy. Okay. That's uh, fine. That's fine. We handled scarier things than dragons before. It's not just a How do we even... dragon. It's like it's it's the that what was the in the um the vision I had? The betrayer. Betrayer. Was that referring Wait, to the dragon or was that referring mm-hmm. to Okay. That was the dragon's name, Arvea the Betrayer. It's not just any dragon, it's it's a big deal. It's the thing I I know him sort of I think I know him. In a way. Okay, well, we'll address that later. I want to know, Cordy, as they're having this conversation, what are you doing? I think I'm just, like, down on hands and knees, like, trying to commune with the mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a really, really funny mental image. Also, sepia, they're, they're with yeah. them. Like, 100%. Wonder. Just, like, You've right there. You've never seen sepia taking notes. Uh, Sepia's like taking like this vicious is notes. Of the woods. Oh my gosh! I've never seen it this far out. I'm just like licking <laughs> mushrooms. Like, oh, whoops! Yeah. Nope, shouldn't what is have that? that one. <laughs> what are you? What are you tasting for? What are you trying to find out? Well, okay. So this is the really, really cool thing about mushrooms is that they're all connected, and they're connected to the world, and they're connected to us. And and if you can just tap into it, then we can know things that we're not supposed to know, but then we know them. What? Her mouth drops. Uh, her little frog on her shoulder just goes ribbit, and she stares at you and then starts and starts licking them. <laughs> Throws up one time because one of them tastes really bad. Um, but as you're doing that, Cordy, um, one of them licks, and your vision sort of changes colors. Oh. And there is almost like uh, if you've played The Witcher Three, uh, the mm-hmm. Witcher sense trail. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, of mushrooms going deep underground. And Sweet. I forgot to tell you that we stop halfway through the podcast, but we're going to have to find out next time on the Fae Forge Academy what happens. Of course.
Hey, thanks so much for attending the Faith Forge Academy today. Uh, before you go, don't forget to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Academy. Um, and also stop by Greenleaf Geek, which is at Greenleaf Geek on Twitter and Instagram or greenleafgeek.com. Get all your dice needs fulfilled. Um, uh, and don't forget that if you use the code FAYFORGE on checkout, you'll get 10% off your order. We are also proud members of the Fundamentals Podcast Network, so make sure you go to thefandamentals.com to catch up on all sorts of pop culture and nerd stuff. Uh, they have a lot of great articles, a lot of other great podcasts. Um, check them out. And with that, I am your Dungeon Master, Steven. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore bad DM. My name is Ian Gould, and you can find me on Twitter at Ian G. Gould. Hey, I'm Chris. If I like to hang out, you can do so alongside me on Twitter at Kiss of Hemlock. Uh, my name is Emily Harmon, and you can find me on Twitter at Emily J E A Harmon. My name is Michael Sinclair II. You can find me at Michael Critz on Twitter and on Twitch. Hey, I'm Kai. You can find me at Twitter at Stonefly underscore Kai. My name is Adelaide Gardner. You can find me at Oadelaide on Twitter and Action underscore Fiction on Twitch. Theme music by Dave Cole of the Four Orbs Podcast. For more music, check out D. Cole Music on YouTube. Additional sound effects and music found at zapsplat.com, tabletopaudio.com, and epidemicsound.com. The Faith Forge Academy is a proud member of the Fundamentals Podcast Network.